From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker and thanks for tuning WIA National News for week commencing September 11, 2022. In this edition, we'll hear from Graham, WIA DX Awards Manager, Roger Harrison, Editor-in-Chief of WIA's AR Magazine, Peter Klee, the WIA Secretary, and one that we've all been waiting on, but delivered early, the RD results. And that, of course, is from the WIA RD Contest Manager, Alan Shannon. And right now, our WIA President joins us. Many thanks, Graeme, and a warm greeting to all that have tuned into the WIA broadcast this week. This is WIA President and Director... Scott Williams, BK3KJ. Just a short report from me this week. I just want to cover a couple of quick items. Firstly, the ACMA this week has released its five-year spectrum outlook for the period 2022 to 2027. Informed by views of spectrum users, the five-year spectrum outlook provides an overview of technology, market and policy drivers likely to shape the demand of spectrum over the next five years. It also includes the ACMA's work program for the next 12 months to help Spectrum users plan for potential changes, as well as activities and milestones for the 2022-2023 financial year. To find out more, visit the WIA website at wia.org.au, where we have posted a news item on this subject. The news item contains a URL link at the very bottom where you can access the ACMA five-year spectrum outlook. The next item to mention is the WIA will be attending and have a stand at the Tassie Ham Radio Conference and Exhibition on Saturday the 5th and Sunday the 6th of November this year. Ran by the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania, REAST, the event will be held in Hobart over the two days. The WIA board will be holding a board meeting and strategic planning sessions surrounding the event and will also have a stand within the exhibition. We hope to see you in Hobart and make sure you drop past the stand and meet many of the WIA directors. We always welcome feedback and suggestions to better serve you as members. In closing, you will see the WIA far more active at different ham fests and events right around Australia in the future. It's difficult to cover every event but we'll be doing our very best to make sure we engage as much as we can and get around to as many events as we can. I will be personally attending Perth Tech on the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd of October in Perth, and I look forward to meeting as many people in attendance as possible. Saturday is the main technical presentations, with a sundowner held that night, and then Sunday will be a series of workshops. Registrations are now open for both the Tassie event and Perth Tech, so make sure you Google them and register. That's it for me this week. I look forward to talking to you on air, and don't forget, the Oceana DX contest is just around the corner on the 1st of October for Sideband and the 8th of October for CW. Best regards, Scott, VK3KJ, WIA President. Thanks, Scott. Now, talking of contests, as you did just then, 
Let's check in and see who the lucky state, the big top of the state score for the RD contest was. Here's Alan Shannon, VK4SN. Conditions were excellent for this year's Remembrance Day contest. 35,685 QSOs were logged over the 262 entries received. Congratulations go to VK7 as this year's winning state. Single-op phone went to VK7HH with 1,366 points. Single-op CW, VK2 Golf Romeo with 460 points. Single-op mixed, VK5 Lima Juliet with 1,220 points. Single-op QRP phone went to VK3 Alpha Sierra Yankee with 142 points. Single-op QRP CW went to VK3 Quebec Bravo with 418 points. Single-op QRP mixed went to VK2 Romeo with 226 points. Multi-single went to VK2 Golf with 806 points. And multi-multi went to Victor Lima 4 Romeo with 988 points. The first, second and third place getter certificates are at the WIA for printing and posting. All other state, World War II equipment and rookie certificates are available as a downloadable PDF from the WIA Remembrance Day contest page. Thank you to all who participated and see you again next year. Best 73s, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra, November. This is WIA Secretary Peter Cleave, VK8ZZ. The board of the WIA are seeking expressions of interest to hold the annual general meeting in 2023. The meeting needs to be held in late April or any time in May 2023. This event can be held in conjunction with or without a club convention, ham fest or other gathering. The WIA are able to offer financial assistance for such an event. Would any club who is interested in holding this event please email me at secretary at wia.org.au. This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Last Monday, the files for Issue 5 of Amateur Radio Magazine were uploaded to the printer's server in Bairnstyle, Victoria. Actually, it was in the early hours of Tuesday morning, truth be told, because the Irish in me makes me go over things again and again. To be sure, to be sure. The issue's cover was printed the week before, see? I've said that before. Look out for the issue landing in your letterbox, your post office box or your news agency late next week. You'll recognise it easily because splashed across the front cover is a sash that says Recycle, Refurbish, Repurpose. That's the central theme to issue 5, folks. I can hear the gasps from the peanut gallery now. What rubbish has Roger slung in the magazine now? Well, for the Boat Anchor Brigade... We have part one on the experiences of Phil Fitzherbert, VK3FF, in refurbishing a brace of Collins S-Line rigs. Put up your hands, those who've lusted after a classic Collins S-Line setup. I promise this one turns up something not found online. One of our more well-known authors, Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, mixes it up with an article on how he went about repurposing 120-year-old telephone technology while exploiting the latest in the digital realm to build himself an Arduino-based automatic home intercom exchange. What's more, the centrefold, yes, the centrefold, 
pages 34-35, have the circuit of Dale's project spread across them, naked and unadorned. Imagine that, an Arduino Mega with all those legs caught up in repurposing electromechanical uniselectors so as to maintain communications throughout the Hughes home. Noting the consistently keen interest in defence surplus transmitters and receivers and the efforts of collectors, restorers and conservators of these stalwarts of yesteryear, we wanted to provide something to help you maintain these champions of retrotech. Valves, or tubes if you will, are central to this interest. To keep the gear working, you must know if the valves, or their new old stock, NOS replacements, are any good. So, Phil Waite, VK2ASD, wrote us an article on valve testers. Valve gives you the skinny on what you never knew that you need to know now. Alright, I hear you asking up the back, what about stuff for us not into that old stuff? Okay, we have part 3 of antenna modelling using Fornec 2, free software to model an antenna before you build it. The authors take you step by step through how to model a dipole for the 20 metre band, fed with 50 ohm coaxial cable. Not world breaking, but we all have to start somewhere. That's not all in issue 5, I'll reveal more later, or your issue might land first. Out of Radio Magazine, Volume 90, Issue Number 5 for 2022, serving Australian radio amateurs since 1933. That's all the time from Flapjaw Knopflock KN0PFL. Eh? Oh, this is the AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison VK 2ZRH for VK1WIA News. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. The CQ contest policy has been updated. It will be effective with the upcoming CQ Worldwide RTCYDX contest on the 24th and 25th of September and all CQ contests going forward. CQ will resume accepting Russian or Belarusian log entries as regular logs and publish their scores. However, plaques will not be awarded to otherwise eligible Russian or Belarusian stations, but the top-scoring non-Russian or non-Russian Belarusian entry in that category. Online certificates will not be awarded to any Russian or Belarusian entry, either as a participant award or based on ranking. And you can read more about the policy at cqamateurradio.com. Three Yankees Zero Juliet Bouvet D-Expedition Amateur Radio D-Expeditions ARD is said to be making great progress for the upcoming Three Yankees Zero Juliet Bouvet D-Expedition. Only four months left until ashore on Bouvet. One major milestone is the shipping of the container from Norway that's scheduled on September 18th. From Oslo, the container will be shipped to Falkland Islands where a team of local hands led by Don Victor Paparate Oscar November will make an effort to inspect the content before the arrival of the team. The Three Yankees Zero Juliet team is currently busy packing all equipment at the staging site at Oslo Airport where they, for the next few weeks, will be finalising the packing of equipment. This will end an extremely busy period, 12 months of purchasing, assembling, testing and packing the equipment. 
The team has worked hard and ultimately shipping the container will complete this intensive period of work that will enable the goal to activate the rare number 2 DXCC Bouvet. Be rest assured, this sounds like a well-planned de-expedition. Radio amateurs in Ukraine appear to be diligently maintaining radio silence as the state of emergency declared there just prior to the Russian military invasion remains in effect. A February 24 decree from President Vladimir Zelensky included a ban on the operation of amateur radio transmitters for personal and collective use. The Ukraine Amateur Radio League reported this past week that it's received many messages of encouragement from the worldwide amateur radio community. The LRU informed international amateur radio organisations about Russia's military invasion of Ukraine, said the message from UARL Vice President Anatoly Kirilenko, Uniform Tango 3, Uniform Yankee. To date, there have been many reports from radio amateurs around the world in support of Ukraine. The IARU has adopted a neutral stance. IARU is an apolitical organisation focused on promoting and defending amateur radio and the amateur radio services, the IARU said. The amateur radio service is all about self-instruction in communications and friendship between people. IARU Region 1 has said it continues to monitor the developments and expects all radio amateurs to follow their national laws and regulations. IARU Region 1 also reposted part of an advisory from the Deutsche Amateur Radio Club DARC HF Committee on February 27. Any radio amateur currently transmitting from Ukraine is risking his or her life. If you hear a Ukrainian station... Do not broadcast its call sign, location or frequency, whether on the band or in a cluster or on social media. You may be putting lives at risk. The DARC's overarching advice is, in the current situation, the best we can do is listen. UK Amateur Radio Licence Recent changes to the amateur radio licence which require radio amateurs to demonstrate compliance with Ofcom guidelines for minimising the exposure of the general public to electromagnetic fields, EMF, from their station, have made necessary urgent changes to the examination syllabus. From the 1st of September, examinations include questions on the new EMF-related material at all levels. ARRL President Emeritus Whiskey 2 Hotel Delta Silent Key Harry Daniels Whiskey 2 Hotel Delta, President Emeritus of ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, died on August 30. He lived in Virginia. In April, Daniels celebrated his 95th birthday and over 80 years of involvement in amateur radio. He served as ARRL president for 10 years from 1972 to 1982 and his president emeritus status was conferred in 1984. He was also an ARRL life member. In news from Region 3, regulations having an impact on whether amateur stations can stay on the air in Cambodia have hams struggling. Jim Meachin, Zulu Lima 2 Bravo Hotel Foxtrot, 
brings us these details thanks to AR Newsline. Amateurs in Cambodia are struggling to comply with recent government regulations that they believe may prevent amateurs from being able to renew their operating certificates. The rules passed in 2020 state that certificates will only be renewed for amateurs whose transceivers have been granted the approval of the Cambodian Ministry of Post and Telecommunications by proving they meet government set standards for operating safety and health. The approval is known as TA. According to a post in the QRZ.com forums from Dave Taylor, XU7AKG slash ZL3AIK, HAMS believe the additional layer of security placed on amateurs in 2020 will have the effect of banning their equipment. Dave's post said that because the process of approval appears to be complex, Current efforts are focusing on just one model of transceiver for now, getting the proper documents for the Yesu FT891. Dave reports that in the meantime, hams living in Cambodia and those visiting and wishing to get on the air have been unable to renew their Cambodia amateur certificates. Thanks, Jim, in New Zealand. Staying in the shaky aisles, New Zealand acts over importation of handheld transceivers. The Northern Advocate newspaper reports a man who breached the Radio Communications Act faces a fine of up to 30000 New Zealand dollars. It relates to the importation of two types of handheld transceiver, which should only have been sold to licensed radio amateurs. The man recently appeared in Wongari District Court, pleading guilty to breaching the Radio Communications Act 1989 by importing prohibited, unrestricted two radios without a licence. Scheduled for sentence later this year, he faces a fine of up to $30,000. The charges related to a consignment of 50 Baofeng UV5R and two Baofeng UV82 two-way radios, which was addressed to the man's home and intercepted by customs. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest-wise for the remainder of the year. WIA NZAOT Oceania contest. Fun. First wall again in October. 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. CW. Second full weekend in October. 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. WIA Spring BHF UHF Field Days 0100 hours UTC Saturday 26 through 0059 hours UTC Sunday 27 November 160 metre CW Contest AWL Sponsored Objectives for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with W stroke V amateurs on the 160 metre band CW Dates December 2-4 Contest period begins 2200 hours UTC Friday Ends 15.59 hours UTC Sunday. Logs are due within 7 days after the event is over. 10 meter contest, AWL sponsored. For amateurs worldwide to exchange QSO information with as many stations as possible on the 10 meter band. December 10 and 11 and logs are due within 7 days after the event is over. Now to WIA Awards. Here's Graham. The WIA DX Awards Program is pleased to announce a new award, the 50 on 50 Award. This award recognises 50 MHz or 6 metre contacts from VK and its territories 
with amateur radio stations from at least 50 DXCC entities around the world. Confirming 50 DXCC entities on VHF is extremely difficult. This award recognises those elite operators who have invested considerable time and expertise, as well as knowledge of 6-metre propagation on both terrestrial and space paths. This award is only available for Australian members of the awards program. Uh, Further details can be found on the WIA DX Awards website. 73 from Graham Alston, DX Awards Manager, VK3GA. Moving on with operational news, DX Window. Special 911 call sign. The station WA2NYC is a remembrance of the 21st anniversary on the attack on the Trade World Centre in New York City, remembering that over 2,900 souls were lost on that day. The station will operate between 0000 Zulu, September 11th, until 0300 hours Zulu, September 12th. Suggested frequencies are 28450, 21350, 14340, 7238, and D-Star Reflector XLX020B will be monitored at the top of the hour. Tonga A3. A35JP from Tonga Tapu, IOTA OC049, until September 30 on 46 metres, using CW, SSB, FT8 and FT4. QSL to home call, JA0RQV. Jan Mayan, JX. Helge, LB4MI is QRV as JX stroke LB4MI until early October. Activities in his spare time on 20 and 17 metres using SSB. QSL to home call LB4MI. Stephen Warrillow, VK3SN, will be active on Christmas Island for a week commencing 24 September as a member of the Christmas Island Amateur Radio Club, VK9XX. VK9XX will be on the air most afternoons and evenings local time across the HF bands on SSB and FT8. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide Special Interest Group News and Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Many amateurs worldwide have taken part in Summits of the Air or SOTA exercises both as activators and chasers, but not everyone owns his own summit. Ross VK7LH also known as VK7ALH, owns a hill called Grassy Hut Tier. In fact, it's on the same plot of land as his home QTH, but at higher altitude. Grassy Hut Tier, VK7NCC022, had been activated twice previously by VK7DW and VK2HRX, but not by the owner. That was until Wednesday, August 31st. 
Alan, VK7AN, and Rodney, VK7HAM, were setting out to activate Johnstones Hill, VK7NE041, in NEVK7. This presented a chance for both parties to attain summit-to-summit S2S contacts. At the end of the day, all three participants had racked up well over 20 contacts on 40 metres into VK1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and 7, as well as the treasured S2S contacts. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ARDF. Results are in for the World ARDF Cup and IARU ARDF Championships. The Bulgarian Federation of Radio Amateurs, BFRA, hosted the World Amateur Radio Direction Finding Championships from August 28th to September 3rd, 2022, in Borovets. Before that event, another ARDF competition, the World ARDF Cup, was held in the same venue from August 24th to 27th. Teams from across Europe, including Ukraine, along with Kazakhstan, Korea and the USA took part. In total, more than 200 runners from 23 countries participated. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. Monroe Carell Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt to International Space Station. Do you copy? Over. For six minutes on August 24th, patients of Monroe Carell Jr. Children's Hospital went out of this world, or at least their voices did. The patients, also students of the hospital's school program, connected via amateur radio with NASA astronaut Kiel Lindgren, MD, who was aboard the ISS as it passed over Tennessee. To earn this rare opportunity for The Call, Monroe Carell's school program, along with the hospital's Seacrest studio and local amateur radio operators, drafted and submitted a lengthy proposal that included a detailed education plan to the amateur radio on the International Space Station ARIS program. Patient Walter Mayo, 7, wanted to know what happens if you get sick in space. Luckily, Lindgren noted, they try to make sure the astronauts are as healthy as possible before going to space, and if they don't feel well on board, he's a doctor. There was a question posed to Lindgren about signs of alien life. Oddly enough, that was the only answer where the audio was garbled. Worldwide special interest groups, Yota, youngsters on the air, and here's Alec, VK2APC. Thanks, Bruce. This is a story of a student-designed space mission. ANSAT-EA supports the ROM2 mission of the Romanian Association ROM Space, which consists of a pocket cube 1P, a cube with a side of 5 centimeters, designed by students from the International Computing High School in Bucharest aged between 15 and 18 years, in what will be the first Romanian mission of this type. This satellite, which has received engineering support from AMSAT Nepal and Orion Space, will be assembled at the AMSAT EA facilities in Madrid, a city where it would also be qualified for space, with the assistance of engineers from AMSAT EA and AMSAT Nepal. 
The mission of the satellite is to take pictures with a 2 megapixel camera and send them to radio amateurs who wish to transmit them on their ground stations through the SSDV protocol, tuning to 436.235 MHz. Maintenance data is transmitted via CW. SSDV packets are transmitted using GFSK. Once in orbit, the satellite will become the responsibility of AMSAT-EA, the organization that has registered the satellite internationally and will monitor it during its life in space. For VK1 WIA National News, I am Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Thanks, Alec. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, IOTA OC038, Chatham Islands, ZL7, Jeff, K5WE will be QRV as ZL7, K5WE from Kangaroa, IOTA OC038 until September 21st on 160 to 10 metres using CW, SSB, RITI, FT8 and FT4, QSL to home call K5WE. I'm Bruce. VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. And here we are, the bottom of the news. On the social scene, in VK4, Sunfest happens September 18. So, you haven't got long to wait, just a week away. Sunday the 18th, 10am, Mountain Creek State School. That's Sunfest. And don't forget, the WIA directors, the WIA president, Scott will be at Perth Tech, October 21-23, and the WIA... Quite a few directors will be at the Tassie Ham Radio Conference and Expo Aussies. Big one. It happens November 5 and 6 in Hobart. Now, till next we meet, I am Graham VK for Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.